Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome to the Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast, a show created to help painting company owners build a thriving painting business that does well over $1 million in annual revenue. I'm your host, Brandon Pierpont, founder of Painter Marketing Pros and creator of the popular PCA educational series, Learn, Do, Grow, Marketing for Painters. In each episode, I'll be sharing proven tips, strategies, and processes from leading experts in the industry on how they found success in their painting business. We will be interviewing owners of the most successful painting companies in North America and learning from their experiences. In this series, titled Mindset Matters Most, Juan Vasquez of Illusions Painting will be discussing his journey from being a day-to-day painting contractor to becoming a profitable business owner with a vision for his company. In episode one, Juan discussed his past life, how his business used to look. In episode two, Juan shared the experience that opened his eyes and changed his life and what happened next. In episode three, Juan deep dove into all the transitions necessary for his business after his mindset changed. In episode four, this episode, Juan will open up the hood and detail what Illusions Painting looks like today. And in episode five, the final episode, Juan will lay out his thoughts regarding lack of self-confidence and stereotypes and the initiatives he is currently conducting to help lift up other contractors. If you want to ask Juan questions related to anything in this podcast series, you can do so in our exclusive Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast Forum on Facebook. Just search for Painter Marketing Mastermind Podcast Forum on Facebook and request to join the group or type in the URL facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash painter marketing mastermind. Again, that URL is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash painter marketing mastermind. There you can ask Juan questions directly by tagging him with your question so you can see how anything discussed here applies to your particular painting company. What's up, Juan? Hey, what's up, Brandon? How we doing? Doing well, man. Episode four. Wow, we're already here, huh? Wow, crazy, huh? Thank you for having me again, man. Yeah, no, thanks for conducting the series, man. I'm excited to uh, to dig into today. Man, I'm excited too. You know, you got me uh, just by listening to what you had to say there. You got to be thinking again, you know, everything that we just talked about and uh, things that are going in the company and, and the personal life. So it's amazing, yeah. man. Thank you. Really, thank you so much for allowing me and giving me this opportunity to just kind of you know, share a little bit of my story. So thank you so much. Bro, it's my, it's my privilege, man. Um, yeah, I really, enjoy, I, I really, really enjoy our talks and yeah, for everyone listening, Juan and I tend to talk quite a bit before and after <laughs> so the podcast, we try to make sure we include everything important here, but, but we are friends. So we, there's a lot of thought Thanks, that man. goes into this and, and it, it really, it really does. Doesn't it? Yeah. It, it kind of, yeah. <laughs> throws me for a loop sometimes or I'll, I'll sort of leave them trying, you know, learning myself. Right. So we learn from these episodes as well as we dive into this stuff. You know, I think this is just like having a conversation with someone, you know, on a different level at any other time. So as much as I want to sit down and prepare myself for it and you're here and you're like, oh, 
forgot what I got to say, what I was going to say. Now it's just, you kind of go with the flow. So uh, it, it helps a lot, man. It helps, um, it helps us kind of like, um, you know, just be prepared for the moment. And so, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. So yeah, um, yeah today we're going to talk about what we're doing in our business right now. I know that we talked about myself being 16 years old and, you know, being, you know, with the facing to be a, a daddy at 16 years old and then uh, not knowing where life is going to go. You you know, you'll start painting, um, you know, 30 some, no, 20 something years later, 25 years later, you know, here we are, you know, I'm talking about my life and never thought this would ever and the wildest dreams, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's cool. Thank you so much. So basically today, man, we're going to talk about uh, what we do. What does illusion look like? Um, man, it's, it's 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 hard to know where to start. <laughs> it is. Uh, right? Like, let's, go in, let's go into the systems, right? So, so people listening, you know, that's one of the things <laughs> we cover a lot is, is systems, processes. Yes. Um, let's let's start it from the perspective of of who you're targeting so for your customer demographic how you get those projects and then maybe what that that life cycle looks like for that customer and from there i think we'll be able to explore everything awesome so uh, as i you know explained in the past uh, most of my most of our clients and our target clients are very small community so it's a very high-end home community. Um, you know, you're talking about homes, you know, with tens of tens of millions of dollars. So um, it's very exclusive. And so uh, when we talk about those um, constantly, I hear a lot of programs that are out there, estimating programs. I've used quite a few of them. Well, we actually brought them to the office and try to use them. But the problem with these jobs is that they're so um, unique. You know, everyone is so unique that there's not a lot of repetition. So that's where it really kind of made it hard for us to use it in the past. Um, so what we've done uh, is we created a uh, standard, basically. So it's a sheet of us of understanding what are our standard prices. And from there, we can, you know, we can add whether it's other finishes or different steps to something. But it gives us a base point. So you guys, with this standard, is this manual? I mean, is this basically you guys have, for example, a PDF or something and, and you go through and then you sit down and you manually calculate what this is going to be? So that's where we've been for the last couple of years. Well, more than a couple of years, but the last couple of years. But basically what we've learned from when we got uh, the first estimating system is that it doesn't matter how good the estimating system is, you have to do the work of uh, you know, inserting everything, creating that, putting all your information, your personal information and everything that you have, your, you know, your standards and stuff. And so for us, um, it didn't work out because um, we cannot repeat those cells all the time. It was completely different. So what we did at that point is we wanted to have a list and we wanted to have data, every data we could on every aspect that we do. And so that's, we've been recording everything we've done for the last couple of years. So now the, we got a new system and can we say the names on the, <laughs> here? You can say the names, man. Okay. So it's Jobber. So J-O-B-B-E-R. 
I'll, I'll and, go get my royalty check from Jobber after we're done. There you go. We got to talk to those guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but we've used, you know, we've used this uh, rocket system, rocket estimator system. And um, you know what we like about this is that it also, it's a CRM. It's a full system. And so right now, as we speak, uh, I have Adolfo and Kevin downstairs. Uh, probably we've done two or maybe three or four estimates out of it. And so we have been the last couple of weeks, I think we only started this like about three to four weeks ago. Uh, we had a, a one-on-one training with uh, uh, with one of the consultants. Uh, and so we really like it. I really think that this is really gonna work. It's gonna work for us for, for the CRM part. Um, it, it can um, connect to our QuickBooks. Um, we can invoice from there. We can turn our estimate into a work uh, a work order. Um, there's so many different things that I think are going to work. Um, we still have to adjust some of those things and do some manually because of the type of jobs. But this is going to give us a very good base for what we're looking for. When did and, you guys implement this? Uh, I would say about three weeks ago. Okay, so this you guys are using... You're using jobbers, send out the estimate, do the project mm-hmm. management, manage your, your customers because mm-hmm. yeah. you're using it as a CRM. You're basically living inside of it right now. Uh, we have been today is our office day. So we have all six members of the office in here, uh, breaking the, putting the brains together and putting yeah. all the information. Like we have all, all of our clients. So we're assigning the clients to there. Uh, so in the future, this is going to give us uh, reminders. Is going to we're going to have updates. So um, it's 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 a lot of work at the front end, sure. but I think that once you get that going, it's going to make our lives so much easier. And actually, being able to have Kevin, which is one of our younger uh, guys here in the in the office, to a chance to be able to estimate, you know. And so we can't we haven't been able to find an estimator, so we actually. Creating one, and one. Raising, yeah, right. Right it. now, let's back up for so kind of dive in, but uh-huh. let's sort of back up from the decision for a second, just to lay a framework for mm-hmm. this. So I, I, I'm going to kind of dive into specific things. Yeah, you know, as, as you've you've been doing this for a really long time. Yeah, some people who are listening who are maybe considering transitions, they can think about how you approached it. That's when you're right. looking, I know you've tried estimate rocket. Sounds like you've tried quite a few. What advice would you give to somebody? If they're they're looking to transition CRM, um, you know they want to explore this. How, what kind of mindset did you go into it with? What should they be? Because their company obviously might be very different from yours, but yes. the approach can be similar. What recommendation would you have for them? Well, um, I've had I've had this actually conversation with quite a few guys, and um, most of the, the 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 people that we speak to, the the painters that we speak to, are either on that transition or they're just barely getting started. So. Uh, more than one thing that I can always recommend that we did not do in the past is, is document things, mm-hmm. you know, data. That's, I mean, you know, you listen to Nick Slavic and, you know, your dad is your baby. You know, it's it's everything that you know. So does he care every about time data? You, eh? does, he, does that guy care about data? Data? Quite a bit. I, I, think he's, I, I thought I, he's I, just about feelings. I thought it's just data <laughs> and, or feelings and nothing else, right? You know, no I, think, I think the data was was way back then. That's data so deep. Now the the true feelings are coming out. That's what yeah, I. That's my I take. So. Yeah, now the feelings are being layered on top. Yeah, yeah. No, we love Nick, man. 
I've learned so much from this guy, um, but I'm like a scientist with it. God, I, I'm. I, I sometimes I wonder, like, how's that possible? Like, yeah. I, I'm just wondering. My respect. <laughs> um, it's not human, man. He's not human. It's, <laughs> it's just more than human. Um, but um, basically, one thing that you have to do before you get into any of these systems is. You, you 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 have to have your data like you have to uh, make sure that you make a purpose of creating like let's say you have a standard how the door is going to be done have a standard for that and write it on a paper write it wherever you need to because all that information it has to go into one of these programs in order for it to work so you're basically so, you're creating sops essentially right like yes. documenting this so it can be repeatable and it can be taught to somebody else or, or someone else can well, take it well, our our mistake was when we first got our first first estimated program was that um, we didn't really have a lot of data to go from. You know, we didn't have like we couldn't pull out our computer and say, okay, based on our history, like it takes us this amount of time, or we can down into like uh, square feet. We didn't have any of that, yeah. so we were paying for a program that we couldn't use. They do have this very generic generic um, pricing and stuff, but it doesn't apply to most of us. Um, and so you want to tweak that and want to make that yours. But in order to do that, you have to have that information. So for us in the beginning, we couldn't because we didn't have that information. So then after that, what we did is we said, OK, from now on, we're going to take our time and we're going to document everything that we do. And then when we're ready, and find the right program. Now, now we put in putting all this information into it, and that's what we're doing for our system right now. Um, CRM, I think, is a whole different story. A CRM, I think, we should honestly, you should get one of those things the minute you start your business. You know, yeah, for real. Uh, you have to have a record of your clients. You have to be able to communicate with them. And for us, for I don't know, fifteen years, we've done it all the old school way. And now that um, I think we've been exposed for quite some time, but um, our volume of clients is not as big as some some of them who does repaints and small repaints. For them, it's going to be extremely, you know, hard to communicate with their clients. For us, you know, we can be in a client's home for over a year, so communication's kind of simple. Um, but now having a CRM is like it has it gives you the reminders. Um, um, you can do just basically sketch or whatever you want. So it's not just in your head. It's like when you put your calendar on your phone, you know, right. That's kind of like the same thing for your business. Yeah. So, CRM for you is basically not as it's very, very helpful, but it's not even as mandatory as it would be for some of these companies that, that typically are servicing much smaller ticket values, smaller sales prices and it, higher volume because there's no way to effectively, I mean, you're managing relationships. You know, yes. small volume, very, very high ticket value. These are personal one-on-one relationships. Yes. You don't really need to be sending out automated texts or emails or or have this this CRM because you, you can't keep everyone possibly straight. But as yes. a as a smaller painting company owner, you know, I think one of the mistakes that a lot of them make is they'll start to to kind of do projects and do projects and they're just looking for projects, but they're not really documenting or, or maintaining anything. So there's no referrals, there's no repeat, there's no rhyme or reason really to what's happening until way down the line but at that point you you've given up really a treasure trove of business yes. because yes. even your leads that didn't convert 
they might not have converted for anyone. So if you have some some ability to continue to communicate with them, you're likely to close some not insignificant percentage of them over time. Yes, that's correct. And one no, other thing. Oh, sorry, Juan. You, no, you got no. my you got my mind racing, man. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. That's no, what I wanted to see. You said I, I think it was genius, and I think it's it's so often overlooked because we see these. You know, we're in all these Facebook groups, right? We're on, yes. on, in all these communities. What CRM do you use? What CRM do you use? Um, but the the thing that I I never really see that much is what do I need to do at my company to actually yes. make the CRM as effective as possible. And as you said, they're going to essentially have a a template for you, you know, like a default. But yes. depending on the CRM, as long as it is, you know, one that's maybe a little bit more robust. Like Drip Jobs yes. is obviously tailored specific to painting companies. You know, Jobbers is is a great one. But you can go in and you have the ability to customize. But you can't customize what, what you don't know. So then you go and you're basically running someone else's painting company because you don't know your numbers. That, that it, I you couldn't. It, that's correct. That's com- that's completely right. But let me back up a little bit to where you said about how like it well, we may not need it, but it's so important when you want to be more efficient. Because, um, you know, then now if you can, I mean, we're just barely getting started with this program. I know that we're going to go through it and uh, we have to, you know, learning we curve. tend to exactly the learning curve. But um, but we really like it. And I think based on, on our business, because you have to base that. I mean, our services, you have to find something that's going to work with you. Not, I mean, there's some great systems out there, but they may not so friend. They may not be so friendly with what you're looking to do for us. You know, I think that's something that we've been overlooking and overseeing is the maintenance part of our of our business. You know, uh, we we're we're, we're creating. Um, uh, divisions in our in in our business, and I think the maintenance part of it we have overlooked it, and because we don't have a consistency, because we may have you know maybe a sheet or a, a list of clients, but having a CRM is going to give us reminders. It can send an automatic email. It just you you stay like you said you can stay in front of in front of your client. For us doing that. You know, that creates a whole different uh, revenue from our business than to be looking for new clients. But it's we don't need to have someone doing it. It's our own system that is keeping us updated. And all it takes us in the beginning is to upload other information and upload all these, uh, you know, uh, schedules or whatever you need to have in the future. So that is very convenient. Yeah. That's something that we have overlooked for quite some time and it just we weren't ready you know sometimes you have to be ready to do these moves because if you're not ready you you have to put the time and you have the time has to come from somewhere yeah so that's very important to know anyone that wants to do it are you hunting for supplies online looking for a trusted supplier that makes your job easier paintsupply.com offers real customer service built-in volume discounts multiple payment options and thousands of the leading painting supplies in the industry in stock and ready to ship tapes and rollers check pallets of caulk easy most orders ship out same or next business day and all orders over 100 dollars ship for free paint supply knows that you work hard and they want to help make that hard work just a little bit easier. Visit paintsupply.com today. Check out their reviews online. They speak for themselves. That's paintsupply.com. 
Yeah, because you you do have to, there's going to be a learning curve with stuff like this. You have to be willing to invest some time into it. And I think that's another mistake that can sometimes be made is people make the transition, but they expect it to be an easy button or they get very frustrated very quickly. You know, you, you have correct. to, just like anything, you know, just like any part of your business, you have to learn how to to sell the paint paint products. You have to yes. learn how to estimate, you know, you have, you have to learn certain things. You're also going to have to learn, you know, the CRM or whatever software, whatever tools you're going to use, you, you have to to learn it or have someone on your team at least learn it and teach it to you. Yeah, you know, it's very true. And so with that, there, there's so much there, there's so much to come in place, you know, um, because of now that we're the only re one of the main reasons why we can implement these programs is because, um, you know, a few months back we started doing um, well, first we defined um, positions in our company. You know, we have a very good definition of based on your knowledge, this is where you stand, you know, in the company, and this is your position. And in order to, you know, to either get a better pay or get a different position, you got to go, you got to meet these standards. Once you meet these standards, and I can, you can go up that, you know, that next step. Um, by doing that, um, now you have that very clear. So you, no one is fighting to do what, no, everybody knows based on their position, what they're, um, you know, what they should be doing. Uh, then that brings you into what we've done is um, constant meetings. So we have meetings every Monday for our lead men, which are our foremen. Uh, and these, we talk about uh, what the uh, week looks like, um, what jobs we ha have coming up. And so we put all these together and, and that allows us to have time because we're not running back and forth throughout the week. So it's all these little things that lead to having the time to implement these programs. And yeah. so, and we only doing it this way because we're doing it the opposite way. You know, most new, you know, companies should start the opposite way. The system, you know, your estimating system, your CRMs and put all these systems in, in place first, and then you, you will do it the right way. For us, you know, we've, have all these baggage for so many, many years that we have to undo these bad habits, turn them into a good, better habit, and now uh, prepare for the future by implementing this because now we see that as we move along, we're going to have more time to do or be more efficient because these programs will help us do what we were doing, running around like a chicken without his head, you know? Yeah, and I think there's a, a very common occurrence with young entrepreneurs or young business owners with the kind of an early stage company and even with companies that have been around for some time is which is where people mistake activity for achievement you know they're doing a lot yes. they're hustling they're calling they're they're taxing, You're busy they're, they're going out they're like man they're doing so much they're grinding they're, they're growing the business that's phenomenal the work ethic the focus the sense of urgency yes. is phenomenal but if you can do less and you can be more efficient and effective ultimately you're going to run a company that's worth running that doesn't destroy your life. And it's also yes. going to provide you a, a much better financial opportunity moving forward. Less is more, man. You always hear that, but it's, it's very true. And you know what, what you described, I've been through so many of those stages in, in, in our company, uh, from being, uh, you know, a, a young, you know, 20 in my young twenties to my thirties to get to a point where I just start by being busy, meaning that I'm moving forward. And, um, 
it, it took a long time, a very long time to actually get to this step where like you can actually sit down. You have to sit down and analyze things before you do them. You know, you know, it's sort kind of, of think before you jump. It makes right? sense when you think about it, but you're, you know, there, there's that thing gnawing at you. It's like, what are you doing? You got to go. You got to go hustle. But if you sit down, for example, the the CR, we're talking about a CRM, uh-huh. right? So we, obviously I talk with a lot of painting company owners, a lot of the smaller ones. Yes. So what do you do when a lead comes in? Well, I, I call them. As soon as I see it, I call them. You know, then I send them a text. If I haven't heard back two hours later, I, I call them again. And if I haven't heard the next day, I'll, I'll call them again. That feels productive. You know, it's like, man, I, I'm all over it. Yeah, I'm chasing that lead down. Oftentimes, those leads aren't really closing for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is that it's not a systematized business. But what if you just spent $150 a month on, on drip jobs or used Jobber, used any variety of CRMs, you learned how to set it up, and now all of a sudden all those things are happening and you didn't yeah. do any of it. And you didn't. Right. it didn't have to have a mental bandwidth even more than the time or the energy. The fact that you have to try to keep track of all this stuff is exhausting. That's correct. And I think it has to come back to that mentality. You know, it goes really go back to the mentality because 10 years ago, if you were to tell me about this, I'm like, you're crazy, man. I'm busy. You know, like, dude, young Juan had it figured out, man. I wish I could get him on here. That guy, he everything. What happened to that guy? I'm looking for that guy. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I take a step and like, where are you, Juan? Where are you? You you would know the answer to this if you were here. Dang it. Yeah. You would <laughs> jump and then ask questions. Yeah. Now you ask all these questions. Why? <laughs> my my head hurts. I like weigh the pros and the cons and stuff now. Man, I didn't used to do that. <laughs> you know, you jump first, ask later, right? Yeah. Exactly. Now we're like, um, should I do it? <laughs> should I do it? A little, little no. more experienced. A little wise. Well, you know, it it makes a difference. It makes a difference, you know. I think um, I think it's just not just business, but everything in life. With the more experience we have in one specific department or whatever it is that we're doing, um, it, it makes you think before you act. And once you do that, it really the you know the outcome is so much. Maybe maybe it would have been the same outcome, but you have more control of it than than we don't. Then we just yeah. jump. Um, believe it or not, I'm, I'm still that person. I'm still getting to more things than I should. Uh, but that's just my nature. You know, I, I used to think that, um, I had a problem, which I still do somewhat, <laughs> but I understand my, my character now. And I understand that I am not someone who can have things that are just going to lined up one in front of the other. Um, I'm just, a multitasker <laughs> i don't know why i just i it's not that i work better but i i like to have different i have to have my hand in different things but the difference the big big difference is understanding that there are ways to help me do that in a more efficient way yeah and, and that, so, that part's really important too there is no set what you what you described there is actually more similar to how most entrepreneurs are yeah exactly. we're curious we're, we're we, we like to try different things we you know, if we wanted to just put one foot in front of the other, we'd probably be working the job. You know, we probably wouldn't want to run and lead a business and be able oh, no. to try all these new things. But you recognizing, hey, this is something that maybe at certain times in your life was not the most productive thing at that time. You know, maybe you stretch yourself thin, but you you recognizing that, you know, the self-awareness, accepting it and saying, okay, how can I use it 
to help the company while acknowledging how it could potentially be detrimental if I just let it run wild? Uh, you know, it it comes with the tar- in the with the territory, right? It just yeah. um you live and learn. You you go into uh, I mean, just this last couple of years, um we had we have had I don't think we had like big losses like we had in the past, but we've had a lot of expenses on trying to implement things and learn new ways. And you try something, it may not work for your company, you scratch it, and then you move on and find another one. Because um, a lot of times I think that um, I, one of the one of the things that we're doing right now is we're implementing different things. Like we are doing like from having our, our own warehouse to you know have our own material, like a large amount of material, you know, it helps us maintain more control of that. Uh, just everything that we these do. These are big changes. Here, these are big changes, you know. And believe it or not, when you start making these changes, there's more income coming into you, and you're you're being more efficient. You have things when you need them. Um, you have an inventory. You, I mean, this structure. But you know what? It, you never end. It, like it always keeps changing. It keeps evolving. And you have to understand that that's that's the name of the game. You know, five years ago, we were implementing, you know, things of like how we were going to go and undo 12, 15 years to now. We're like everything that we're imp- implementing now is like, OK, how are these decisions and these programs are going to make our lives so much easier and be more profitable in the next 10 years? So yeah. it's a move from thinking in the past to now we're thinking forward. So yeah. And and so that's it, it's just those things that I guess change in yourself and in your business. And every change you make is going to direct you to the new to the next one. And you got to be able to recognize that. And your point about how it's never going to stop, you know, mm-hmm. is a really big one. I know one thing I've struggled with in the past is just wanting to be there. You know, well, what's the <laughs> destination? But you you will never get there. Something I had to work through and accept, especially as an entrepreneur, there is no there. You yeah. know, you're on a, you're on a road. The road can be kind of rough at times. The road can be awesome at times. You hope that the road consistently overall gets better. That's the goal. It's trending upward, but it's a road and you keep going and you're going to make mistakes, but they're actually not really mistakes. So counterintuitively, you said you try things, they don't work. Mm-hmm. If yes. you never try, if you look at your business, you say, what are the what are the initiatives I've tried over the past year, past mm-hmm. two years, heck, past five years? What are the What are the big ones I've tried that didn't work? If you're having a difficult time coming up with answers to failed initiatives, it means you certainly don't try enough things. That is very true. And if you don't try, man, you're you're never gonna you're never gonna find out. Yeah, that's the thing. You, that's how you breakthroughs know, you, happen. That's right. And honestly, sometimes um, you prepare yourself for certain things, and then you you have a vision. And uh, you know, we use this analogy analogy a lot about the gps right so we put on a destination and uh we're gonna get there that's that's our destination but the problem is that in the middle of getting there there could be road work there could be an accident so you're gonna take all these you know detours and stuff but your mission is to get there yeah and that's that's basically that's basically what this is you know um you gotta be open-minded about this and understand that things are not going to work the way you want them sometimes as much as you want them to. And if they do, they're, they're most likely going to be harmful for you and your company. Yeah. So um, it's very good to keep that in mind, I think. Yeah. Wouldn't no, you agree? 
hundred percent. Yeah. And, and the path, you know, the fact that things are not oftentimes not going to go exactly how you want them. I mean, that's an, that's the name of the game. Right? <laughs> right? Rarely. I can't think of many times that they have, you know, yeah. and even if they, even things that have gone really well, it wasn't even how I thought it was going to go. It just went a lot better. It's almost never how I think it's going to go. It's either worse or better. Re- very rarely am I like, I'm going to do this for six months and this is exactly what's going to happen. Oh, there it is. You know, yep. it's a journey. It's an adventure that we're on. That That's right. So all we need to, I guess what we're doing now is we're incorporating systems and, 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 and people and, uh, and, and just mindsets together to get to that destination. You know, um, I think right now illusions is in a, is in a great position because, um, like we feel that we, we've been working for the last few years on creating a platform to allow us to grow, you know, and, uh, by understanding that we have key positions in our company that, and we want those key positions to grow with us as well. And to have to earn more than just a salary in the future, um, that will allow us to get there. And I think for them to be a big part and to see what illusions is doing right now, it's really helping and really moving these a lot faster than I thought it would go. And what do you mean because- the platform for growth. What did you do to create a platform for growth? uh, Well, first of all, uh, we go back and start talking about like having more data, right? For us, Mm. Uh, having standards, Um, creating a team that is not just about like, how much are you going to pay me? A team that really understands that we want to be, we have a goal in, in, in the business and they share that. You know, I think that's very, very important because you can create all these systems and you can be the most efficient person. But if your team does not share the same vision with you, they're not going to they're not going to go to battle with you, you know. Yeah. And 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 it's and I said something there that it says with you, like you got to be there with them. They got to they got to feel that this is just as important for you. There is to them, because if uh, I've seen. Many companies where they just like, um, you know, it's like it's it is a business, but we see them more as a family. Like, I love these guys. I want to make sure that these guys have a place to go. Well, actually, this is funny because before I feel that I my thing was like, I just want to make sure I have a place for my painters to go, you know, on Monday or the next day or or yeah. so on. Right. I think that has changed it to where like now. I feel that I want to create a path for anyone in the company that wants to, you know, grow in many different ways that our company can provide that. I want to give that to that person. And when I find that person, it's going to work for both of us because I am at the end going to have that growth for the, for the business. But he has a vision where he can say, you know what, if I stay here five years, six years, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be taking care of my family based on what this company is providing for me. So I guess those are the platforms other than the systems and everything is, is you have to do that for me. I think in, in California, especially we can't do sub, you know, subcontracting. So you have to have, so your guys are going to be key. So for the growth of your company, I think we oversee that is one of the biggest parts. 
Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and the with you part, right? Like they're not they're not there to serve you. Exactly. If anything, you're actually there to serve them. One of the one of the ways that I really like thinking about it or, or that's been explained to me and really resonated with me and, and that I try to implement is you serve your team so that your team can serve your customers. And that's the dynamic. Yeah. The team's not there to serve you. You're not a king on a throne. You're there to serve them, support them, empower them, train them, you know, inspire them. And then they're there to knock it absolutely out of the park for your end customers. And you know, and and um and it's so easy to promise your team and 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 say, hey, this is what I'm gonna do for you. But another one is really, you know, walk the walk. You know, yeah. um, we we do six month uh, reviews, and in those six months, we want to make sure that um, you know, uh, we qualify you on whether you met expectations, did not meet expectations, or exceeded expectations. You know, and we want our guys to exceed expectations. And so when they see that that we're sitting down, and uh, I mean, the majority of them they exceeded expectations. So now, guess what? I'm going to move you up to the next step. And they're happy because they accomplished something. You know, we write we write a small goal, what we want to do, improve, you know, in us in the next six months. And and when we look at that goal that they had, and I'm like, I asked them like, what do you think? You know, how do you think you've done? It's like, uh, well, I think I've done good. I'm like, you've done excellent. Yeah. You know, it, it just gives them this reassurance and and stuff. From our part. We talk about how are we setting our business for for growth is, um, as I mentioned, uh, our niche is these high-end homes, very expensive homes, long jobs. I mean, extremely, like, I don't, they're not as, I think we will be more profitable in a repaint system than when we are here, but this will give us work for many years, secure jobs. So it, it's a give and take, but so... We understand that in that area, we're going to get a cap. And so what we've been doing is we want to create divisions to our company to where now our our shop is growing. So that's our next step that has been growing. Um, so that's going to be a completely different new show. Uh, it is now a different division of the company. And we treat it that way because we want to have, we want to separate that completely from, I don't want to have my guys who do high-end residential you know finishing cabinets so we want to have a finisher in sure. the shop so creating that um, we have a couple other divisions we are soon enough gonna run very deep into the repainting business uh, yeah. but for that we want to have this um, systems running to where i can have a couple of um, um estimators and based on the based on everything that we've done based on the the reputation that illusions uh has created we feel that we'll do very good on that department um, yeah i want to dive into that but i want to mm -hmm. i want to ask i think two questions first mm -hmm. about about some of the stuff you just covered so people who share your vision you guys are building mm -hmm. it together how do you find people who share that vision do you have you refined your interview process or, or what's the approach there so, I mean, things have, you know, a couple of things have changed. Um, our hiring process, you know, most painters, I think throughout the U.S. are going to agree with me that sometimes uh, the way we used to hire someone will be like, you should be referred by someone. They'll be like, they'll call you and say, hey, this person told me you need someone. Or I will call someone and say, hey, I'm looking for someone. 
and they come into you, whether you have an office or they'll come into you wherever, you briefly just kind of talk to them, say, how you doing? I'm so-and-so, what kind of experience you have? And I'll be like, you're hired, you know, come by Monday. You know, that's usually, that's how it used to be for us. See how it goes. Uh, yep. Right, see how it goes. I'll give you, a, I used to be like, let's try it for two weeks and then move on. But it's just, it's, no, I don't even want to get into that point. Now what we do is we have, we are going to interview three times. Yeah. So first of all, um, I've learned this from many guys uh, that they have to follow directions. So someone that wants to work with you has to follow directions. Um, so we either can have someone apply online on our website. We have Indeed. Um, there's a couple other ways, but basically you can apply to there. Send us your, you know, your resume. Um, you can apply. You can come into the office and fill out an application. Um, we'll kind of review the applications and if we see what we, you know, if we see anything or anyone kind of stands out, then we'll be like, we'll reach out to them. We'll reach out to the other ones and say, Hey, you know, we're not hiring right now, but you know, in the future we'll have your information. Um, but if we like someone they're like, okay, you know, I, I like what you have here. Let's set up a times to come in into the office. They come in and they usually um, interview by our office assistants, which is Patty and Isabel. And it's um, basically, they're going to ask very like generic questions of where you worked, how, you know, just to check out the character of the person, you know, and then uh, Patty will, you know, then relate that information to us and be like, Oh, Hey, um, I like this guy, you know, or I don't like this guy, or I like what yeah. he has. And, um, and then from there, we'll sketch another, uh, another uh, appointment, another interview. And that is then either with me or Jose, you know, or our with our project manager. So now we're talking about like, we're getting more in depth of like, look, you know, just ask general questions. We want to know your character at that point what you kind of know, but what kind of character you have. You know, we, we hire more character than, than, you know, than skills here. I can teach you how to be a painter, but I cannot teach you how to be a good person sure. or follow directions, Sure. you know? So that has changed a lot. So I think that really changes once you, because you definitely can, when you're gonna hire someone, it's you've gone through these couple layers and I think that's very important. And most of the painters, at least that I know personally, we didn't do that, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's why your return is so quick. <laughs> so how do you scale up your painting business without having a breakdown? Let me tell you. At Breakthrough Academy, we systemize contracting businesses for growth. Our specialty is the implementation of operational systems, which pull you, the owner, out of the day-to-day -day so that you can focus on the much bigger picture. And here's how we do it. First, we pair you with an industry-specialized coach that guides you through implementation, tracks your results, and holds you accountable. Second, we set you up inside a content ecosystem that contains hundreds upon hundreds of made-for-you templates. You will literally never have to make a process from scratch ever again. 
Third, we immerse you in a top-notch community of like-minded entrepreneurs who share freely, they share candidly, and it makes the journey of entrepreneurship a heck of a lot less lonely. Now, the content, coaching, and community all combine to help guide you through the six pillars of our program, which are financial controls, defined roles, hiring systems, training and onboarding, optimized sales and marketing, and goal setting and execution. So if you're running a quickly growing business and you're ready to stop putting out fires and reclaim your life, join the top contractors in North America at Breakthrough Academy. Yeah. Yeah. The hiring, the hiring process is critical, having the right team members. And then I think to, to add on to that, having a hiring funnel, like you said, sometimes, you know, you'll take their information and say, okay, we're not hiring now. And I know mm -hmm. in, in that instance, you indicated because you didn't like them, but you can also be interviewing when you're actually not hiring right now. And it should be a recurring activity because then when you need to hire people, what you don't want is, oh my gosh, I need somebody. Okay, let's get a warm body through the door. You should already sure. have a list, like a short list of applicants. Reach out to them. Hey, you know what? A spot just opened up. Are you still, you're not? Okay, no problem. You know, when if you end up freeing up, please reach back out. On to number two. But you've been doing that and you already, there's no employment crisis for you because it's yeah. an ongoing activity for your business because you anticipate growth. You know, that that is exactly true. I, I've heard this from a coach, uh, you know, at the, one of the expos a couple of years ago, and he said that you should always be recruiting. You're not always hiring, but you should always be recruiting. And, and that's like marketing or sales. It, it's a, it's another sale. It's another marketing and sales. Channel. That's it's correct. Your business. It, it's already there on the back, burn, uh, back burner. Like you, you, you know, you're constantly seeing someone, even if, you, if you're not hiring, but you know, we hiring and, and labor right now in these days in any place is just extremely tough, as you yeah. may know, yeah. you know, and so that it's great. But I think another thing that we've done to create that is um, one thing that I think that we've learned as well through the PCA was to create value for a painter to want to come for you and work for you, you know. Because there are many guys out there, many painters out there who maybe work for a painting contractor or they're doing something that it's like, you know, the pay is good, but, you know, they may not good. They don't have good standards. Uh, the person doesn't know what he's doing. You're constantly like, you know, losing your mind. There's so many things that can go wrong. Right. But when you create a business that you see that it runs well, you see that everybody's talking about it. You you see that they're working in this nicer home or doing this work. Um, we really advocate on um, training. So we actually take the time to get our guys away from the job and train them. Um, we would uh, reach out to all the manufacturers that we work for and they'll come in and do demonstrations and, and you know, like how hands on how to do something. So we want to attract those painters, those guys, that, you know, guys, girls, we want to attract them. And so when you do these things, it, it's, it's, it's in, on purpose, sure. you know, because you are attracting these guys, the guys who are more about like how much they're getting paid, they're not going to end up here because they don't see the value that we're providing. So yeah. that's another big part of it too. Building your company to, to attract the right people. Who attract right it. Here. That's correct. Yeah. So I, I want to want to touch on one thing real quickly, and then I want to dive into your divisions and your plan for the future. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you can. This is a a supposition that I'm making, based on your previous episodes. 
Because I, I was wondering, okay, if you treat, if you if you view your team as a family, how do you get rid of a family member, right? How do you say like, okay, you're not cutting it? But then I remembered that you you guys specify you have very strict, not strict, you have very defined KPIs, you have very defined expectations, yes. and you do these six month reviews, so you never let go of anybody. They basically let go of themselves. That's correct. And that's a beautiful system because that the, the whole, well, this is a business. It's not a family. You need to perform. That's mm-hmm. true, technically. Yeah. But yeah. if you actually have a, a clear, like you said, a, a company that has its act together, a clearly defined process with clear expectations and, hey, here's what you have to do to, you know, to succeed in this role. Well, then you can, you can think of it a little bit like a family because the accountability is built into the system. That is true. You know, I think the whole the the way we imagine this to work and and somehow thank God it's working um, is, is 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 for that reason. We're not we're not giving you or not taking anything from you. We're giving you the chance, the opportunity, and the tools to do what you'd like to do and the training you know? and everything you're empowering. Exactly. Yeah. It's completely up to you whether you want to do it or not. You know, um, the way it, I, I think firing someone is one of the toughest stuff thing to do. I, I've done it in the past. I don't do it much. <laughs> someone else does it. It's a hard thing to do. If you can say, <laughs> oh, I, I inspire like somebody next to me every single day, then you're, a, you're one impressive person, you know? And so, um, basically, um, we have our defined positions in the company you know and if you want to succeed and make more money you just follow these steps and every six months we sit down and it doesn't have to be six months you know it just it might take more it might take less depending on the position but it it, it, i have uh, these are the roadmap i'll lay it out for you you decide whether you go or not you know and we give them all the tools like we got the training so whenever we do training it goes into our uh into our website and so they can actually see uh the trainings there on the website we actually track who actually gets on, on there and sees it so we can actually see that sure. um but we also have uh you know our i you know we're gonna change it but it's a write-up system you know very simple straightforward write-up system we we have the expectation. I have one of those for my family. If my brother-in-law acts up around oh, Christmas time, I write him up. I write there him you up. Go. I just <laughs> kick his butt. But <laughs> no, that's good. You know what? Yeah. I didn't think of that. I should. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna fire. That was my a family. bad joke. You were. You were on probation. <laughs> Oof, I think I'm. A, I'm. I'm gonna need a lot of those writers. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you know what? But you got to take them serious. Like I work and work. Um, I think there's very few times I've done this and we actually had to fire someone on the grounds of being late. Mm. And for me in the past, I'm like, you're late. Okay, you're good. So I'm going to, you know, let it pass. You know, it's, there's always some, there's got to be something, you know, it's not like I'm having someone perfect. But it, but I guess it came down to the point of like, look, these standards live here for a reason. These rules live for a reason, and we gotta obey by them. The minute I allow you to break those, 
I'm, I'm hurting us. I'm hurting you and I'm hurting the whole team. And so it got to the point where like, you know, we talked to a person, we talked and we talked to a person for two, three times, you know, um, didn't resolve. Okay. You know what? Go to the office and sit down, you know, admin and I mean, um, HR and they'll give you a little write up saying that, um, your obligation is to be on time and so on and so on. And you sign that. Okay. Okay. If we give you another opportunity, if you don't, you know, if you have a second write up, okay, go to the office again. But if you come in here to the office for the third time and it's for the same reason, um, you're not following directions. You really don't, don't take a serious, our comp- you know, take our company serious. You, you know, it's just, uh, there's so many things there, uh, personal and feelings. But you put this aside and you put a paper, you know what, look, we want you to be here, but unfortunately, you cannot follow these simple little steps. So for that reason, we would like you to just not constantly, you know, terminate you. And it's hard. It is is very hard hard to do that. But I guess it really creates that the, the culture of like saying, hey, you know, I'm here for you. But if you don't follow these things, then, you know then we're going to have to part ways and it's, and it's, it's a for the better that's viewed, that's viewed as fair too you know because you you have all your other team members who are still there and so if it, you let someone exactly. go and and it doesn't look like you know you were maybe trying to help that person before you let them go you've created a potentially a, a negative ripple effect now with your remaining team members i think so but at, but at the end of the day you know we make it we still work with people and we work with them yeah. quite a bit you know I guess we have like different, um, like what to say, like little, little, what was that word I was thinking for? We're different sections, right? Let me kind of rephrase that. Let's say something happens at the job site, right? And it's, uh, and at the job site, you have your painters, you have your preps, and then you have your foreman. So if anything happens there, it's kind of like we leave it up to the just like anyone else. We leave it up to the to the um, the foreman. Mm-hmm. Can he take care of this issue? Can he, you know, talk to whoever and then just make it go away? If you can do that, then it stays at the job site. Perfect. So let's say that person was you know was late, maybe once or twice. I'm like, hey, you know, talk to him. We can see it in the office. You know, we can see what time you clock in, what time you get there. And we also have another system. It's called Crew Up. Just now that we started for our clock in, awesome system too. Um, but um, if you can take care of that and they understand where you're coming from and you can eliminate that, then that's all it's going to take. We don't need to write you up for everything or, or show our dominant, none of that, you know? Okay, if that doesn't pass, then how it's going to go into the project manager. So now the project manager might say, hey, you know what, let's, let's talk about this, let's try to solve this issue. But then if he passes that then then it goes to our office yep. then if it's not okay into our office then it goes on to either me or jose and if it gets to our point we're like we're doing something wrong you know this should have been taken care of way before this step yeah and so i guess those are the those are the little things that really really set the tone for the company and one thing too you know when you set these expectations you as the owner really establish the culture. So for example, if, if if being on time is important, that that should just be 
that should be part of your company culture. Yes. You, you can't show up to estimates late, projects late. Mm -hmm. like no. that. I can't yeah. think of a company that that's okay. But so if you are naturally a tardy person, if you struggle with being on time and you're the owner or you're a manager of some kind, you need to ultra prioritize that because you cannot expect your team to abide by the rules if you flagrantly don't. Now, if you're the owner, it doesn't mean you need to be there at 9 a.m. every day. If that's not your work schedule, that's mm -hmm. fine. But if you have a meeting, you better be a couple minutes early to that meeting to demonstrate to people it's important to be on time to meetings. That is correct. You know, I've I've heard this thing and they say that the fish thinks from the head down, right? Yeah. So it is, you know, the pressure is on us too, but I think that it, it, it has to be a reflection, you know, yeah. and whoever doesn't. You're not exempt. You're not above. No, we're not. No, we're not. Yeah. We actually, we actually the ones that are in the, the fishbowl. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that, they say that they say that change. about police officers, right? You have to live in a fishbowl because everyone's yeah. analyzing all of your actions. That's what you, as the owner, are. That's how we feel at home, and that's how we feel at work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So it, yeah. yeah, I can. We can relate. <laughs> we can. I'll, relate. I'll leave that one be, Juan. <laughs> but I hear you. Good men, smart. Yeah, I'll, I'll just let <laughs> that one sit. Um. But hey, man, we're so we're getting close. I, I want to cover your future plans. I know you have mm -hmm. big ones. I want to mm -hmm. I want to quickly touch on, you know, the divisions. You mentioned a maintenance division, uh, kind of building this out. And you said, OK, I think you're around two million. Right uh, now. Yes. So and, we're, and I yeah, know we're you said you're going to 10. Uh, that's our goal, you know, talk about it. That's, um, so basically right now, I think this um, this is the year that we're finally getting to the point where we're moving forward because the last two years we're kind of stuck at the same uh, point and we just hit that plateau and just building, building. Now, uh, some of the things we did a couple of years ago are going in. So like us moving into our shop last month uh, was one of them. That was, a, that was a big one because we had a shop, but it was too small for us to grow, you know, or to be, you know, to make it um, work. So now we moved into a bigger shop that can accommodate us growing and, and really going after the um, uh, the actual cabinet makers and, and doing more production. So our shop, it's now it's part of like our office is in, um, it's about 10 minutes from there because it's so expensive here in this area. So we have our office that is going to complement. It takes care of the um, of the whole business, but here we have a a room downstairs where we're going to where we're creating a showroom. So what we want is we want to have we have want to have a, an actual finishing shop where it's 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 a full system where like I work with designers, so we're going to design the showroom to where I want to bring the clients in. Uh, any of the girls or anyone in the office can sell any of the products. Uh, can, we're going to start from a standard finish. From there, we can get creative. Uh, we work with so many different, like, you know, metal finishes, uh, very high-end finishes, uh, fine paints of Europe. So we do all those. So, and we really feel that by creating that whole system, I mean, the whole subdivision, that is really going to allow us to to grow that to a couple million dollars, you know, we, yeah. we really see that um, very visible and we have the clients, you know, we just didn't have the right place. And I, now I feel that we have the right place. Now we feel that probably it's going to be the next, you know, four or five months um, 
getting the shop together, finishing up the showroom to really see it going, you know? And so our goal is by the end of the year to have this full division of the shop running and, you know, producing money. That's so, huge, man. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, and, and that's, that's a big part right now. That's what we're really focusing on. Um, we have uh, our other division is like the high end residential. Um, we feel I feel that where we lack, we don't have enough help and we don't we don't sell enough. Well, we don't have to sell because we cannot even get to half of the stuff that is comes our way. But I do want to have a sales team or, you know, estimating team that are going to have more consistent things and they're just going to be. You know, if we have uh, five, six months or two years ahead of us, I want to have five years ahead of us. And with these big homes, we can, you know, because yeah. we get, we, you know, we get plans for, for the jobs. And, you know, if we get awarded for the job, they're going to start this job probably in two years. By the time we get to that job, it's probably three or four. So that's how we know we have this much in um, jobs. Most of these stuff are time and material. So, We've been working very, very hard to do job costing. And so now it's that is allowing us to get to our sweet spot. Um, we really we found out that we very we were underbidding ourselves, you know, and so we uh, all the value that we're creating into the business. Now we're putting it into there. And with the system, now we can have a clear, a clear vision of where we should be, what, what our rate should be. Yeah. Uh, we started doing restorations. Um, so we have some, quite a few older homes here in the area, you know, led, you know, before, you know, you know, like 1950s. And so, uh, we didn't get into those because of the whole lead and, and issues. So now we creating that, the kind of like, it's not a division, but it's, we're really getting into those, those jobs now because we we understand the high end part of it. And now we trained our guys to work with hazardous materials. We take in the training. Um, we have incorporated, uh, we bought a um, sandblasting system um, about a year back and it goes back to it. This is already prepping for things we wanted to do. So yeah. now we feel that um, we can use, we can use this sandblaster and, and get it together with the restoration. And so, that might be a whole new, that would be our other division, you know, sandblasting, restoring um, sort of things. And, um, but we want to create them separate so that I can actually hire a person. You know, I can hire someone that's going to run that division. And I'm not taking, you know, my guy from my residential to go do that, or I'm not taking my guy from the shop to do that. So that's why creating that division, I think that is really, it's going to allow us to do that because now the cons the, the uh, profitability is going to be there because the consistency is going to be there in the past. We couldn't do that because if we get a person from a high end job and want to do residential, you're going to, you're going to lose, you know, you're going to lose your money because they're not trained to do residential or like repaints, you know? And so I think that that's one of the things that we work in. That's kind of like a, that's those are um there's a couple more things that we're working on like the uh we have we do metal finishes 
um, recently we started doing, uh, we, we hired someone who is just a master at colors, you know, at, at matching colors and doing colors. So we have a friend that, um, that does flooring. So we've been doing finishes for floors. And so that's another possibility. Yeah. So that's how we feel that we can grow our business because we're going to be a very well-rounded business, but we'll have different divisions so that not everybody's jumping into each other. At Sherwin-Williams, we make innovative products that apply smoothly. Plus, we have the services to make your business run smoother. We deliver preferred pricing and discounts on the products you trust. Plus, free delivery to your job site. We have straightforward tools for your business today, plus cutting-edge solutions to build your business for tomorrow. We save you money, plus we save you time. Work smarter with Productive Solutions. Yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah, so that's scale, scale horizontally here. You're seeing the the um, I guess the advantages that you have. You know, the relationships with these high end homeowners that you have, and how can you exactly. monetize it through additional channels, and how can you utilize the skill set, the team, the resources our, that you have to to open up other divisions. Yeah, and uh, our our maintenance division, I think it's really going to pay what off. What does a that lot. do exactly? So most of these homes, you know, um, they're, you know, five to 10,000 square feet homes. They're out on the water, they're out on the extreme heat and they're all, you know, everything is wood. Um, it, so basically every year or every year and a half, I can have someone there um, doing a maintenance code on, on windows because mm -hmm. what happens here is like no one really has a system that, that is doing like maintenance so what they do is most of these homeowners don't live here you know they come here once twice a year uh, from all over the world and then um they come and they don't pay attention to this when their windows because it's not what there's important to them so but when two three years later they go back and now the now the finish has failed now we have to strip everything so now they're paying you know sixty eighty thousand dollars to you know, refinish their windows as opposed to when you create a maintenance system where I can be there, you know, once a year and there's only going to be some areas, you know, the Southern exposure is going to have the, um, you know, it's going to have the heat that's going to crack your windows, your finish. And then your Northern exposure is going to have mildew and stuff. So just by doing a maintenance, I can probably say, I have my guys here for 40 hours and now your house is looking great but we're protecting the integrity of the house, you know, just, um, so that's how we are creating this. Uh, and every time you're there, there's a new opportunity. Oh yeah. You know what? Why don't you just paint this bedroom? Well, hey, I wanted to, we want to do this last season. And so it just creates a whole new revenue from your clients. Yeah. And I think something that we've learned here is that we wanted to go after new clients when when in reality your existing clients if they like you i mean you're already the trust in. factors already there so if exactly. you can serve them other ways you know you have built them recurring revenue a nice recurring revenue stream with the maintenance it's it's your least expensive client to obtain is the one that you already have that's right and and that in creating that that bond you know um by you showing up to their house by you you know, going six months and walking around and seeing those things, I think that's where you bring the value. They're like, oh my God, they actually care. Yeah. You know? 
And so, and so by those, you get more referrals and everything too, because you have a real relationship at that point, something deeper. That's correct. And so, um, I, I just had a conversation with someone uh, a couple of weeks ago. We went, we drove down to LA um, for a Graco um, uh, show, and um, they were giving me an example about how they use all these um, lead systems. You know, like you buy the leads, you buy them. And, He's talking about how he can sell, you know, one hundred fifty thousand dollars in in a month, and but you know most of his average paint jobs are like three to five thousand dollars. I'm like, man, like you gotta sell a lot yeah. in a month, you know, and uh, and our business is so different. I mean, it's completely different. Uh, uh, an average job for us, a repaint, probably here is gonna be about sixty thousand dollars, something like that, on outside. Most, I think that our sweet spot in our high-end residential will probably be a star of like a quarter, quarter of a million. That's just a start base for some of these homes. So, you know, but but you have to have this whole system to make it profitable. Most guys, what happens here with these homes, a lot of people don't like to work on them because what happens is they don't have a, they don't have a, they don't have a system to go into these homes. What they do is they just work, 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 and they work for months. And they realize that they they didn't pay attention to, you know, how much, how long they were working there, how long it's taking you, material. At the end of the day, they don't make any money. Yeah. And so for us, we had a we had to really get the system down to we're like, look, guys. We're here, but we're working by sections. Okay, we got doors. Okay, let's say we have 30 doors. We have five to six, you know, maybe the prior thing is like 10 to 12 hours per door. There's 10 foot doors. So we have 10 hours per door. So now we have this many hours for these many doors. Besides everything in the house, you, you take everything and you do a small. So th- that's how we're, and that's why I meant by creating this, subdivisions because you can focus on them directly on how they need to be focused on and yeah. i think that's that's how i see it visible for us i love it and it goes back to knowing knowing your data you know it's all, yeah all that you have to understand your company juan this has sure. been been really really awesome man i appreciate you opening everything up you know talking to us so much in depth and sharing it you know, not, not, you know, that abundance mindset, you're really willing to just talk about anything and everything with your company. Uh, is there anything yeah. else that you want to add before we wrap up this episode? Where uh, we, we, we are a place where, okay, let me rephrase this. Look at the future, not not at the past. I think I, if I can tell them that, because yeah. like I mentioned to you earlier, a few years back, I was thinking I was working on everything that we've done in the past. Now everything that we're doing today is is how we're preparing for the future. So that mindset really changed us because now you see things that you need to see as opposed to the other way. Well, it's a focus more on the future. Learn from the past, but really focus more on the focus future. On your, focus on your future. Uh, we yeah. used to focus too much in the past, and that's why we couldn't move forward. Yeah. Juan, thank you, man. 
it's episode four or five. The next one, we will be diving into some pretty exciting stuff, talking at your podcast, the, the PCA, all the different initiatives you're working on. And I am uh, yeah. super excited for that one. We got the Spanish PCA coming up too. That's going to yeah, be awesome. Yes, yeah, sir. Dude. So, it's yeah. September, right? September, September in Orlando. September 29th. September 29th. Yes, sir. So um, exciting. I kind of want to go. Oh, you, I'm hoping you go, man. I'm going to get you to invite me, man. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna get you're, offici- you're officially <laughs> invited on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Juan, thank uh, you. We'll do the next one in Spanish. No, I'm just kidding. We will not. Let's do it. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to sharpen my pencil. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now you won't have to. It'll just be you, man. All right, Juan, I appreciate you, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much, my brother. All right. If you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in this podcast and how you can use them to grow your painting business, visit paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast for free training, as well as the ability to schedule a personalized strategy session for your painting company. Again, that URL is paintermarketingpros.com forward slash podcast. Hey there, painting company owners. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Give us your feedback. Let us know how we did. And also, if you're interested in taking your painting business to the next level, make sure you visit the Painter Marketing Pros website at paintermarketingpros.com to learn more about our services. You can also reach out to me directly by emailing me at brandon at paintermarketingpros.com and I can give you personalized advice on growing your painting business. Until next time, keep growing. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.